Hey Spartans, welcome to Spartan Up Podcast. You'll notice we are virtual this week. Why? You know why. We're at home just like you are, but we're going to keep the world moving forward. You know what? For five years, we've been talking about resiliency, creativity under pressure, when and if to ever give up, and how to pivot. And after five years, we've got some great ideas about how to do that. So we're pivoting today. We are bringing this to you virtually. I want to make sure I've got this right. We've got our producer, Marion, up there. We've got retired Colonel Tim Nye up there. We've got several the Seed Huntress over there. And as always, I'm Johnny Waite. And uh, what we're doing today is we're interviewing some of the Spartan team because we want to bring you behind the scenes and just tap into the Spartan mindset and what's keeping this company resilient, alive, and ready to serve our community as soon as we can get back to action. That's right, Johnny. This is a two-part show, something a little bit different. We've got Joe DeSena, our CEO and founder. He goes and he interviews Carola Jane, the Chief Marketing Officer for Spark. That's right, Tim. I feel like I should do the Brady Bunch, like look to the side. Okay. And our second part of this interview is with you and Spartan's head of merchandise, who is Mike Lunar Deli. Love his last name. Um, just a side note from all of us here. We all realize that business issues and these types of conversations, you know, often pale in comparison to anyone who has sick loved ones or all those who are working out on the front lines. And for all of us here, obviously, those are the true Spartans and, and we show them all of our respect. We just want during this sacred pause here where we all get to be at home and all together to continue these conversations and uh, let you guys know what Spartan's doing to forge forward and um, shift in this new paradigm. So listen, we were, we're really serious about this. We, we'd like to hear from you guys out there from our Spartan community. What is it? What are the challenges you're facing? We kind of all got some communal challenges, but let us know what, what you're facing and let us, let us know what you think we can um, we should cover here, what we should be talking about, and possibly how we can help you. And then, uh, Johnny, where can they find, how can they get in touch with us? Well, Tim, really, wherever they're consuming this podcast, if uh, you're watching it on YouTube, which I'd encourage you to do, um, you can comment in the comment section, and we'll see that. Or if you're listening on one of the, uh, the podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, things like that, just reach out to us directly through our socials, through Twitter, through Instagram. And um, we'll, uh, we'll engage with you. We'll be able to have a conversation about what we can do to bring you the best values. In the meantime, we encourage you to definitely stick around for these great interviews because we're going to be back at the end to share what we got from it and to, uh, yeah, do a wrap up. This episode of Spartan Up is brought to you by Wine for Runners, the makers of the new official Spartan brand wine. Visit wineforrunners.com slash Spartan. That's wine, the number four, runners.com slash Spartan. I guess we're good. We're live. I am with our CMO, Corolla Jane, who I've known for 20 plus years, who I can't believe still talks to me. Corolla, Corolla Jane, our, our CMO. Hey, listen, um, I just wanted to go review that moment when I was in Greece, uh, approximately three or four weeks after you told me this disaster was coming, but I didn't listen. And it became very real for me when Donald Trump shut the borders down from Europe to the US. At that moment, I realized, oh my God, our revenue is going to go from, you know, four or $500,000 a day to zero overnight. We're going to have to furlough 75% of the workforce, right? We're going to have to shut down 325 events across 45 countries. Um, fucking disaster. Uh, I know, I know where I was. I know how I felt. I don't know. Uh, yeah. How did you feel like when that hit? 
<laughs> How do I feel? Well, um, I feel like I've been, you know, worrying about it a little bit longer. And I think um, when it really hit home was probably when we had to furlough our staff. And I think that was definitely a very sad day. And um, just remember having to tell, you know, our teams and um, going through this and why. And, you know, there wasn't much of reasoning of why. It's more, you know, the business is down and we really need to adjust. And then I think the hardest moment out of that is when you are in such a down situation where, you know, everybody is sad. And, you know, the people, I think, Spartans have a lot of compassion in the company, even the people that didn't get furloughed obviously felt extremely bad for their friends because everybody's very close. So how do you then take that group and motivate them to now do extremely hard work and basically to keep pushing forward and to completely reinvent our business? I think that was definitely the hardest moment to um, stay positive, you know, kind of follow your lead and, and think about what could we do that would um, still motivate everybody and, um, you know, set them on, on a path where we can succeed as a company because putting the head in the sand doesn't help anyone. That's not going to bring our people back ultimately. Lately, it's been tough for sure. We're taking bullets. What, um, you know, I said to somebody today, I feel like, I feel like I'm taking bullets in every direction. I started running forward. There's bullets flying that way. Every, and he said, you know, there's a great story about a Marine. A Marine and his unit got completely surrounded and bullets were flying in at the team. And he turned to his team and he said, I'm getting chills. I heard this today. And he said, well, really good news, guys. Now they're not getting away from us. We know exactly where everybody is. <laughs> and so, and so I, guess, I guess we're in that situation. Um, your family, who, who's obviously like my family, your young kids, um, what do they think of this whole Spartan thing? They see mom going to work every day, talking to Joe, talking to the team. You've got all these people from around the world 24-7. Um, are they happy with Spartan? Are they happy with me? Yeah, they love it. They think everybody should Spartan up. They tell me to Spartan up every day. We're building Spartan courses um, outside, and all kids are really concerned about what can they do to help Spartan thrive. So I've been telling them more about um, our approach to really support the community. I've been telling them that, you know, everybody's in the same boat. There's really nobody in no country in the world right now. I mean, two countries are obviously not as bad as particularly New York, where I'm based. But I think, um, you know, we're seeing that focus on the community, be it your family, your work, or your broader community is what everybody has to do right now. And I think, um, you know, you remember, obviously, the day when we're saying, let's just try to move the New York office um, remote for a while to see how that works in case it actually happens. I think that was the last time we were all in the office together, at least in New York. And then that became reality. And I think, you know, we had sort of the weekend when you were in Greece and the bullets were flying and everybody was telling you, you probably might not even get back into the country. Once you were still there with Gerald Butler thinking, you know, it's all good we were sort of saying, like, we might shut the country off. It's, it's not good. And I think um, at that moment, like, everybody just focused on, like, whoever's their closest, right, their family, themselves. And I think what you did, which was great, you know, your intuitive kind of next step was let's focus on our community. How do we take care of our community? Even though there's really tough times, we obviously had to, you know, furlough a lot of people, and those are all great people, right? And um, they're all stepping in, making social videos for us right now and are still part of the community. You're doing that daily call, you know, with our entire company, everybody furlough, not furloughs on that call. 
And I think um, that's what ultimately in my mind, it's the same playbook. You know, we're doing the same thing, different circumstances, but it's still the same pro- um, uh, process that we have where we're thinking about talking to the community about races. Well, right now there's no races, but we're talking to them about how can they overcome this adversity, right? The race was maybe, uh, you used to say, like, I sprinkle a little bit of, of adversity into people's lives. Like, now there's real adversity, right? How do we help the community become healthy? And I think for me, it just, like, going back to your question about kids, it really starts with, like, kids and family. And I actually think it would be harder to work for a company that's, you know, selling luxury goods right now. You know, let's give the audience just a um, 50,000-foot view of what's going on because you and I are living it every day. Um, you know, if we backed up six, eight weeks ago, we're in 45 countries, uh, with the Tough Mudder acquisition, we're, we're, we've got 325 events and that's really our main business. And then we've obviously got some merchandise sales, some content sales, some nutrition sales, obviously sponsors, but the bulk of our business is 325 events that take place across 45 countries. And a lot of people don't know this, but it must've been early February, I think. And you said to me, Hey, listen, um, cause you're in New York with your team, you're a little closer to the ground, the financial markets. And you're like, yeah, it looks like, um, looks like this coronavirus thing is pretty serious. It looks like it's going to shut things down. And I was like, Carola, Oh my <laughs> God, you're so, like, um, what was the word I was using? Um, dramatic. It's not going to be that big a deal. Yeah, uh, we have a little problem in China, which was really no big deal because that's now we still have 44 countries and a little problem in Japan, 43 countries, maybe Italy, but it's not that big a deal. And sure enough, you were right. And, um, you know, when I think back, because you were you were sounding the alarm, you were banging bells and I just kept ignoring you. Um, I think what would we have done differently in those three weeks, you know, had had I believed the tsunami was coming that you were talking about, what could we have done in those three weeks? I guess we could have got a little more organized around content, a little more organized around merchandise. Um, but ultimately, you and the team uh, pulled it off pretty quickly. Right? What, yeah, what, what thank would you. Differently? Um, I think we would have uh, told Michael Winodelli to buy every last uh, equipment piece that there is because that's what people are coming to us right now. You know, it's obviously training. Like, how do I train? I think our live streams are through the roofs. You know, people wake up with you. They train with our DecaFit athletes. Um, They want to see what we're doing. Kids training is doing extremely well, three o'clock every day. But, you know, everybody's also looking not just for merchandise to wear while they work out, train at home, but they also, they want to have the equipment, like, you know, the dumbbell, you know, the kettlebell, like all of those things. So had we had a crystal ball or I guess the boldness at the time, because you would have made a huge bet, right? Get, going really long on that equipment could have been also, then you get stuck with it and nobody wants to buy it because it wouldn't have been branded Spartan. But yeah, I think in hindsight, um, we acted quickly. And I think again, I read this report um, yesterday by um, this friend of mine, Pranav, who put it together. And he said the number one thing after you satisfy your sustenance is community. And I think that's, you know, I said to him, well, I think that's always been the Spartan playbook because the brand only is the brand because of the community, right? We're not a luxury brand that you put on your handbag or something and feel proud. It's, It's a badge brand that really makes you feel like you are Spartan because of the community and because of your mindset. So I think um, 
you know, we did the right thing. We focused on the community and now we just have to keep doing that because when races are back, people will still want to get content from us. Like, girl, you'll never go back to sleep. You're always going to be live now. <laughs> this is your life. <laughs> yeah, for those, people listening, for those people listening or watching, what Corolla is referring to there is, um, and then I'll go backwards and, and ask some questions, but is I'm literally starting at, you know, 4.45 in the morning, turning the cameras on, uh, doing a workout, start with the warrior call, and then don't stop until tonight doesn't end until 7 p.m. So it's just constant filming and uh, I always thought like actors and actresses not to put myself in that class because I'm not that good um, had it pretty easy with their little uh, trailers outside and their place to sit down and fuck I could use a trailer and a makeup artist and, and uh, a masseuse and a barber um, but but I guess if you had to grade me or us as a company um, and and anything go you can answer any way you want doesn't really matter at this point, right? We're fighting through it. Um, I mean, I could grade you and the marketing team. You guys pivoted pretty damn fast and, and, and you did a great job, but you, you even did it with like less resources because we had to furlough 75% of the staff. So my grade for you would be good, but that doesn't mean you have to give me a, a good grade. Like how have we done as a company if you had to grade us? Yeah. So I was just talking to one of our partners that works with a, a very big, um, different company that does online education also. And he was telling me that their Corona response course is uh, bound to come out in July or June, actually. And, you know, I was sort of laughing a little bit because I feel like we've done a lot of it. And I think we're hearing from our partners um, that we are very much at the forefront to the point where, you know, we saw the social media rankings really spike. We had 670% increase at some point. You know, now obviously it's becoming um, a more crowded place. So I'm actually less saying, let's look back and see how have we done. I think you've done amazing because, you know, without you, Joe, you know, I remember I had this little Zoom idea and then I kept asking everybody and saying, like, come on, get on Zoom, get on Zoom. And we couldn't really figure it out. Like John was struggling to get the slots filled and then you basically took it and now you have the 530 Warrior Call that is featured by entrepreneur you know it's an amazing call with amazing people it's so insightful I make myself wake up early I was on it today and I really loved it and I really think that's a great call anybody I was texting two people they're like what is this call they jumped on they loved it they want to speak on it you know it's it's just a great and without you we wouldn't be able to do that you know not to flatter you but I think it always needs that person that either challenges the team and I think you are good to set the bar high you know that and and then I guess rewards them and helps them kind of think through the next step, like what's next. And you're constantly iterating, you constantly have new ideas. It keeps everybody on their toes. And I just think that sadly, the whole thing is, is a marathon right now, right? Or even longer, it's an ultra. Like it's just, it's never going to stop unless, you know, we, we, we will look back at this and say when we have our, I don't know, uh, you know, hundreds of events open across the globe, that's, that's easy, right? Because then we have the playbook. We know that, um, you know, Mike Morris is going to set up the picture perfect race course and everything's going to be on time. And I know exactly how to promote it and like how to drive people to the side. Like right now, every day it changes, right? The rules change, the government changes. So I think we'll have to constantly see what the new normal looks like every day and just, you know, be Spartan about it and really try to find like what is the best thing for our community right now, right? Because we, we fail often, we fail fast and then we move on. 
and trying different things all the time. That's kind of what I, I feel like I've learned from you. I, I probably used to be more into like working things out until they're perfectly. And now we just, we go to market. And frankly, if our customers say, you know, something was wrong or they, they comment on a post, then we'll call them. And I think you do that every day, right? You email over a hundred people back, you apologize. You make a statement like that was just wrong wording choice. And we get a funny post, the marketing team must be sleeping. Yeah, they haven't been sleeping and maybe they use the wrong words, right? That's all we can say. And I think that's ultimately the best approach. And that's where like the human side of Spartan comes out. And I think we, we always have to keep that, right? So, so um, you made my head swell a little bit, but, but I feel like I failed in two areas. One is I, I'm definitely failing some customers because I'm, I'm dealing with a few that are like, we want a refund. We don't care about two races in the future. And, and so, but there's really, it's very hard to explain to people that um, we don't get paid registration money and then have that money the day the race goes on. We spend all that money or 90% of it leading up. But, and I just don't know how to, yeah, I just, I don't, I, that, that's one area where I feel like I failed. And then the other area is we had to furlough 75% of the people. That's another failure, right? There's always, there's always these amazing stories of man, this company never let anybody go and um, tough times. So two areas I, I, I would give myself a, a negative score, but I just don't have an answer. Um, that's a good answer in those two areas. Yeah. I mean, I think the answer there is that we have to make it good, you know, when times are good again and we'll, we'll have to, you know, be there to support people, be the community that people want. I don't have a good answer for it either because, um, you know, I think the entire world is in the same boat. There's very few companies that have the luxury of not doing that. So just one more thing I want to say that I didn't even tell you this. I don't think a couple of nights ago, I got an email from one of our customers. He's done um, eight races. And this is, this is by far, I mean, we get a lot of emails, as you know, of people that were going to commit suicide, but then they remembered they had a race on the calendar and they decided not to kill them. I mean, just unbelievable tear jerking, uh, very powerful stories. Uh, but this story for me, uh, he had seen my uh, video that I made in the kitchen yeah. where I was, it was 4.30 in the morning. I was clearly a little broken. People aren't used to seeing me that way. And, um, and he was worried. He'd done like seven or eight of our races. He was, I think he was worried that, oh my God, it's Joe giving up. And yeah. um, he said, look, I sold my company four years ago. I don't have a ton of money. I probably have, you know, a million and a half, $2 million um, to my name, which I, you know, I, I could live com very comfortably. Uh, I'd like to invest it all in Spartan uh, if you need it. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> unbelievable. Story. It's like, unbelievable. So, so anyway, there's, a, we could sit here for hours and go through the stories, yeah. but I think, but I think it's the mission. I think it's very powerful. And like you said, if we were selling some consumer good, a handbag or whatever, it, you, you wouldn't get that. So anyway, I got to tune out. Thanks for uh, doing this. I'm glad your family doesn't want to hunt me down and kill me. And, um, <laughs> and I wish I would have listened and bought every kettlebell on the planet in mid-February. <laughs> I'll see you later. As always, fantastic to hear from Joe, and really great to introduce so many of you to Corolla. She's an amazing person. So we're going to come back with Colonel Nye's interview with Mike Leonardelli. This episode of Spartan Up is brought to you by Wine for Runners, the makers of the new official Spartan brand wine. Wine for Runners curates commemorative wines to celebrate your finish. They are the official Spartan labeled wine. They'll customize your wine with your athlete's name, the race event, and the date. Wine for Runners could be the perfect way to commemorate your accomplishments, or maybe a gift 
for someone with untiring grit to celebrate their relentless resilience. Wine for Runners is for runners, triathletes, cyclists, anyone who loves challenge. Not only that, some studies have shown that moderate red wine consumption may even lower the risk of some diseases, like heart disease. To find out more about Spartan's official wine, go to wineforrunners.com slash Spartan. Again, that's wine, the number four, runners.com slash Spartan. So today, it's going to be my privilege to interview the vice president of merchandising, uh, Mike Lunardelli. So we're going to, we're going to interview you and just kind of uh, most of the way these, these go, if you haven't seen one, I hope you have, is just uh, find out a little bit about you. What, what are you doing at Spartan and what are the challenges that Spartan is facing and what are the challenges you and your position are facing and how, we're, how we, Spartan, you are kind of overcoming those challenges slash obstacles. I love it. Let's go. All right. I am curious how, how you saw when you came into the business, this is pre-COVID, if you will, um, what was going to be your biggest challenge? Uh, and then transition to, to post-COVID or during, you know, during the COVID-19, uh, how that has transformed or challenged you, the business, and, and how you're handling that. Yeah. So, you know, when I came into Spartan, you know, remember I'm, I'm running merchandise for Spartan. So we have a, a merchandise business that started long before I got there. Uh, predominantly we sold merchandise at races. When people went to one of our Spartan races, we had, you know, these metal pods, we had, you know, three salespeople sitting behind the desk there with some products behind them and people would line up and wait in the rain or the heat or the cold and try to buy a venue t-shirt or, you know, a sweatshirt, a hat, something like that. Um, but it, it was a good business. We we have very passionate fans. Um, and there's, you know, Spartans are, Spartans, man, they drink the Kool-Aid. They are all in. And I, I that's why I came. I loved it. One of the things I saw with Spartan before I came was that, one, there was this unbelievable potential with the brand. Number one, the name Spartan. Number two, the logo Spartan. Number three, who the Spartans really were in ancient history and then what Joe had created with, with modern Spartans today, so, but wow, he's got this huge consumer base sitting there that, that are actively engaged in the brand because they go and do these events. And these races are hard. Um, they really get people to find the better version of themselves from, from a health standpoint because you've got to work out most of the time for these, these events. So I saw all this potential. What I really saw, though, was not so much a brand that would be selling people a gear for just the races, but a brand that would stand alone as a lifestyle brand that could do more for people, meaning workout gear, uh, training equipment, nutrition, you know, really get after what people do 24 seven, not just when they go to a race at a fixed point in time, once, twice, three times a year, but really more than that to be, you know, again, another sport that's very similar to, there's a lot of crossover, I should say is CrossFit, right? These CrossFitters, they live, eat, drink CrossFit. That's what they do. Now, we have a lot of Spartan racers who do CrossFit and vice versa. So um, that's there too. But the point is CrossFitters I, from the world I came from, a Reebok, what they wear to work a lot of times is CrossFit gear. You know, they have equipment at their house. They have home gyms. They go to a certain box. Everything they do, their friends, their their social contacts, what they do on social media is was is built around doing that particular, you know, work. It's cultish. Just go ahead and say it. It is. And I wouldn't say, you know, Spartan has an element of that too. Absolutely. 
but in a good way. And so I saw that and I was like, wow, this is what a cool brand. Imagine if we could take Spartan and make it something that people think of the same way you think of some of the big brands out there, the, the Lululemons, the Under Armors, the Nikes even, right? Why can't Spartan be that for people who are trying to work out and get healthy and find the most fit version of themselves or the healthiest version of themselves? Were there challenges coming in? Oh, absolutely. There was three people working on the business when I walked in. It was a fairly small business, right? We didn't really have global operations. We have hundreds of global events and really not selling any great product to most of those people. Um, there were so many things to kind of get at. Uh, it was hard to even know where to start when I came in. So the first thing we had to do is build a team because you're nothing without a good team, right? So that was the first thing I focused on. Let's get some people in here that are experts at what they do. And then let's attack this thing. Let's create a strategy and figure out how do we bring Spartans great gear, great gear to do races, great gear to work out in, nutrition, things that, that are going to keep them more healthy. Like how do we get after that? And it doesn't happen overnight. You can't snap your fingers and all of a sudden in two months you have it all. It takes a couple of years to get that stuff in place. I started two years ago uh, in March. Uh, so I've been here two years and a lot of the things that we've worked on are just coming to fruition now and more will come. And I think that the team, I got to give it all to my team, has done an incredible job. Has it been without hardships? Oh, no. So I, I would agree with you there. Um, I just want to ask one more question. I'm going to ask about where we are now. Uh, and that is within that merchandise, what, what, is, what is our best seller? And is it a global? I mean, is it, so if it's shoes, uh, they probably make the most money because they're the most expensive. But what, what's the best seller? And is that hold true across uh, the globe, if you will? Um, but yeah, let's just take the shoe, for example. It's one of our best sellers. It is definitely a global seller. Anytime we've taken that Artie Pro shoe to any event, whether it's in Taiwan, Western Europe, uh, Middle East, the shoes have sold really well. And our partners are seeing that and our partners are asking for the shoes and we're starting to sell a lot of them to people all around. I think the hardest thing for Spartans overseas is they can't get access to our product as easily as a, a U.S. customer can. And so we're trying to break down those walls for them and become a global brand for them as well. You have a big job at Spartan. There, there's no doubt about it. And, and quite uh, frankly, you know, I imagine there's a lot of people who are pretty envious of it because uh, it, it sounds like a great job to me. But Spartan, from my, my perspective, and I think you would agree, is a race-based company, of which then the merchandising is a supporting effort. Uh, but now that we've, uh, we've come into the shutdown, um, I would think that that is maybe flipped. If we're not doing the races, I would think that the merchandising then it rises uh, to the top uh, as a way of revenue producing for the company. So now you are, I, I'm, I'm struggling, are you not now probably one of the, uh, or your organization, your department rises in priority within the company? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, look, this, is, this, is, this has been a challenging time, right? Um, there's people out of work, there's people sick, uh, not just here, but around the world. Uh, people are facing real challenges. My wife is a uh, acting CEO of a nonprofit called Euphrates. And they go into other countries like Africa and they help out certain groups of people who are struggling. What we're hearing from those people are they're struggling just to get food because they're locked in. They don't have refrigerators like we have here. 
Uh, it's hard for them even just to get food. If they have 10 kids in the house, a small house, how do they get food? So, you know, look, our struggles are nothing compared to those. So I don't want to try to compare any struggles that we have as a merchandise group to anything anybody else is dealing with. But yeah, it's been, the last few weeks have been hard. We've had to pivot really fast. We've definitely faced challenges. We're working long days, but we're happy to do it. Like it doesn't feel like a job to me. I've got a great team. Uh, We're doing things that help people. So I get up every day and I'm pretty excited to be honest with you to get to my computer. Uh, We're all working from home, but we've pivoted from a place where we're very much a race company and we still are. That's always going to be the foundation of the company. But now we're pivoting to a place where what are people looking for right now? They're stuck at home. They're CrossFit gyms closed. Their Gold's Gym is closed. Their yoga studio is done. Orange Theory doesn't have classes. The local university isn't letting anybody into their gym. You don't have anywhere to go to work out. So people are trying to create their own home gym. So what are they looking for? They are looking for, more than anything else, equipment to work out at home. And, you know, just going back to around early March, some of it was luck, to be honest with you, but I was kind of thinking about myself and the cheese. If I'm going to be locked in my house, I got to keep moving here. I went up to work and I grabbed some of the samples I had. They had, you know, my power systems, dead balls and my uh, the battle rope. I grabbed a climbing rope. I grabbed a plyo box so I could do box jumps, grabbed a few things, threw them in the back of my car with all the other things I had to get from work and uh, set up a little circuit at home. And I've been working out at home and that kind of kicked in the first couple of days of, geez, aren't a lot of other people doing this? Because I'm not even, a, you know, a big crossfit. I used to be, but I don't even do that much anymore. I'm like, if I'm doing this, how many people are looking for these things? So we started to say, maybe we shift to a Spartan training message right now. And obviously, we're not selling a lot of things for races at the moment, but people are still trying to move. They're still trying to train for races. They're just still trying to stay in shape. And so we pivoted on March, actually March 18th, to a message around, hey, stay in, keep moving, stay in shape. We've got things to help you do that. Here's our Spartan equipment. And what we saw is within a week or so, just a real spike in sales. People coming in looking for nothing but equipment items to build out their home gyms. And so that pivot was really interesting. Took us a lot of effort to get there, but it was something we wanted to do anyway. And so it's been like a real eye-opener for us that, you know, Spartans are more than just people doing races. That's always going to be a big part of us. But Spartans are more than just that. They're people, they're everyday people that are looking to, again, find the best version of themselves, stay in shape, keep moving. Joe likes to say, rip a million people off the couch, a hundred million people off the couch. Sure, that's great. But if we could even change one person's life life because they're working out more, then that's great. So if we can sell them some things or help them get some products that help them do that, get them excited about it, motivate them, awesome. And so that's what's been happening in the last four or five weeks. We're selling lots of you know, training gear, shoes, but mostly equipment. More recently, we've transitioned over to masks and things to help people, you know, as they go out into their community so that uh, we can kind of help prevent the spread of this thing. Do we have a Spartan mask? Do we have a logo on it? We do. We got a logo on it. We just put it up like three days ago. The things are on fire. Like, we're going to be sold out of these in the next three days for sure, which is okay, which is good. We're ordering more. We'll have more coming in. We'll keep pre-selling them. But, uh, yeah, people are all over it. People are excited. If they're going to have a mask, might as well have a Spartan on it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, wear my, I wear my mask every day. Maybe I'll switch over to a Spartan mask. So <laughs> let me uh, – listen, you're obviously a very optimistic guy, and you're also just – my background in the military, you know, I can spot leadership traits. So you, you use the words team and we and all of those things appropriately. So you're talking about your team. 
but and you don't want to make your team the challenges you're facing seem any worse than anybody else's and I'm, and I'm sure they're not but but they're there are you at full strength or or are you guys working overtime and if you are how do you, how do you maintain how do you maintain that energy and that excitement is that is that part of being Spartan if you will in Joe DeSena's culture yeah no it's these are good questions um the first thing I'll just start with is we've, you know, as a company, we had to furlough a lot of our people because we don't have any races. There's no income coming in from races. That's what the company's founded on, right? Uh, you have an event, people pay to go to the event. They do this great Spartan race. They're buying merchandise, buying food and beverage, all that. We, it's not there right now. And that's the same thing for our licensees and partners overseas running events over there. There's no races going on. So a huge piece of the income from the company just went away, a huge piece, the, the majority of it. And so all we have is a small percentage of what we're selling in merchandise online. You know, it can't make that up. Joe had to make some tough decisions of furloughing, you know, people that are friends, their family, you know. And uh, for me, that's been the toughest thing. I'm not going to lie. It, it, uh, first few days, it kind of kept me up at night. And uh, it was a brutal thing to have to tell a few of our, our really hard, dedicated people that. You know, we're going to have to, you know, lay them off for a few weeks until this thing comes out. So that's been the toughest thing for me, hands down, to know that I've got four people on my team that are out there collecting unemployment, right, that, that don't have a steady income coming in right now. They get benefits from us, which is great, and we care about them. We're still staying in touch with them. Uh, we love them, and we want them back. But that's been the hardest thing for me. So there's been that. Then there's been just the amount of hours because we've been doing all these pivots where I'm just, I'll tell you, I've had a couple, I pulled two or three all-nighters. I haven't done this since like college, you know, and uh, probably working 16 hours a day, maybe more. And some of my team members are doing the same. And so, you know, we, we're giving it our all. We want to, you know, we want to do our best for the company because right now the only, the only revenue flowing in right now is for the most part coming from merchandise sales online on our website. Um, but it's been good. People, you know, Spartans are really resi resilient, man. People are coming out of the woodwork wanting to support the company. And that's why I'm at Spartan in the first place, because because of that community. The community of Spartan is unbelievable. It's, it transcends our, our company, if you will. It's more than a company. It's it's a community of people and of, of like-minded people. And it's a, it's a pretty awesome thing. So as, as hard as it's maybe been for us, again, I, I, look, I look at the bright side of things and that, you know, we're doing what we love and we're doing some good things for people, hopefully, and we're helping the company and we're going to get our fallen comrades back sooner than later, as soon as we get back to business. So that's what we're trying to get at. The more stuff we can sell, the faster we're going to get them back. And the, and the quicker we get those races going again, uh, we'll have our team back. So that's what we're trying to get at. But yeah, it's, we've had some some struggles over the past four or five weeks. But as far as merchandise is concerned, yeah, right now we're at the top of the heap as far as, you know, company focus because this is what's, this is the light that's on. And we are on fire. We, we literally have holiday sales right now. Like we're talking Christmas sales on our website. And April is one of our slower months traditionally. But not right now. We're, we've got a free race deal if you spend a certain amount. So people are coming in knowing that they can get free race pass all the way out through 2021 if they spend $100 in Spartan merch. And we have discounts on the merch too. So, um, yeah, sales have been great. We, we want to give people good deals because we know a lot of people are down and out too. They're out of, they're out of work or they're not making as much or they're worried about the future. So 
they don't want to spend a ton of money on merchandise. Like, uh, so we're giving them great discounts and we're giving them free race deals and people are really responding and coming in for us. So it's been really good. Yeah, that, that is a great message of uh, kind of optimism and hope. So, um, and what you're talking about the Spartan community, I, I don't know. I've been on, you know, Joe starts, he's got a 0530 uh, Zoom that starts the day. Uh, I've been on a number of them, not every one of them, but a number of them. I don't know if you have, uh, but I'm surprised, you know, there's guys in Singapore, in China, in Brazil, in the UK, you know, they're all over. And he, and he, he runs just like, you know, on my screen anyway, from like left to right, just everybody has to report in on, uh, you know, what's going on in their sector. If you, you know, he's running not only the company, he wants to know what's going on in your, in the world. You know, I mean, he's trying to do his own news hour, if you will. It's just, it's fascinating to watch him take on an added responsibility because it really isn't about his company. It's about what's going on, you know, but he wants to know and he's up at 530. Now I've told him repeatedly, my biorhythms, I'm in bed at like 132 in the morning. So those 530 calls, uh, especially at my age, come a little bit, uh, they're a little bit rough sometimes. So I've missed more than a few. So anyway, listen, just as a wrap up, I, I think, unless yeah. Marion, uh, who's off camera here, nods or something. Um, I, I appreciate your, your time today. I mean, I know just based on what you said, extraordinarily busy and extraordinarily uh, important what you're doing. Uh, I think Spartan overall, you know, has got a great, um, a great message. It always has, you know, of resiliency and grit for the nation. But I think this is a, at this time and place right now where we are as a nation. It's even it's even a better message, you know. It resonates even more, and you know you're one of the forces behind that. So more power to you, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully I'll get up to Boston or I'll see you out at some race or wherever uh, in the future, and uh, we can sit down and talk UFC or or whatever. So it was great talking to you today. So there's so much to unpack there, but one of the main things I really get from both of them is that when you have a mission like Spartan has, you know, rip 100 million people off the couch. Something like this doesn't change the mission. It changes how a company goes about it. But if you have that guiding North Star, you have that thing that you're trying to achieve, now we got to figure out a different way to achieve that. And I thought that was really powerful, that they're both looking at ways to, to change the way they're doing things, but they're not changing what they're trying to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. And what Joe keeps saying through all this is the standards don't change, right? He's still eating healthy. He's still getting up early in the morning. You can join him for his 5.30 a.m. calls for his 6 a.m. workouts. I think Spartans are born and bred globally. Like we should be the backbone of inspiration for our community, saying that any obstacle that we face, we can figure out a way to overcome it and we can still work out and still be there for our friends and family and community. And I think seeing how Spartans pivoting and seeing the great leadership that's behind it is really empowering for this global nation of Sparta that we all get to be a part of. Yeah, I think, I think you're right, Seth. For, for me, uh, who obviously got a chance to talk to, to Luna or Luna Deli is, and then listen to the other one, is the positivity and, and also mixed with the seriousness. So they understand the mission and they understand how important it is, uh, but they're not being dragged down by, by circumstances, right? It is hard to let people go, especially people who've done nothing wrong. It's not like you're going out and firing somebody because they, they've done something wrong at the company. This is letting people go. And Spartans, are, as global as it is, the company is more family-oriented, more family-like, if you will, more of a tribe, right? 
so it's very close knit and you're, you're talking to people, Hey, I, I got to let you go. And everybody understands that, but that doesn't make it easy. But at the same time, they're talking about, okay, what, what's on the horizon? What do we got to get done? And they're putting forth the effort to get it done, even though there's less people, uh, same amount of time, but they're working double shifts and everything else. I mean, he was just talking about we've shifted to making masks and already sold out of them in the first, the first batch. And we got to find other people to make them for us and everything else. It's just, it's really interesting transition. Uh, so there's flexibility in there as well. So um, really great stuff from both of them. I think it's just, you know, adversity really breeds creativity. You read about these great times of Renaissance, you know, Shakespeare writing plays during um, the plagues and things like that. You know, you have to look back and say, right now we're facing hard times. People are shifting. They're learning new skills. They're hopefully, you know, finding some time to follow passions and get retrained for this new paradigm. But I think also, you know, seeing what creativity and entrepreneurship and what solution-based platforms can come out of this. My brother works a lot with FEMA and they say, we're really open when people present us with a solution, right? And so I think this solutions mindset will really help facilitate and drive us all. Within the Spartan company culture, that's really evident right now. And there are a lot of people who've been around from the start who just lean in and do whatever needs to get done and worry later on about how you're going to get paid for it, things like that, or if you're going to get paid for it. And there are a lot of people right now who are leaning in and doing things off the clock. Um, they're doing things because they believe in the company, they believe in the mission, they believe in the people that we've been serving. And so um, I think a lot of that trickles down from the transparency with which Joe is approaching things. If you don't know where your CEO is coming from, if you think he's off on his yacht somewhere, it's very different than when he's the guy on the 530 call. Um, there's a one o'clock company call that they do where, um, you know, even the people who are furloughed are on that call so that they know what is the company doing to, to keep their job so that when things are ready to go back online, you know, back offline, actually, but you know what I mean, in, in real time, um, there's something to come back to you. And, and I think it's, it's Joe's willingness to, to dig in and, and have these conversations and really be totally transparent with, uh, with the, the, the staff and the, and the company is making a huge, huge difference. Um, uh, you know, obviously, we, we've already um, uh, bought into um, how phenomenal this company and how phenomenal this community is, but it's really great to see it in, in real time and, and how important it is. You know, one of the things that um, Corolla talked about was the strength of the community and um, as a podcast as well, our group, you know, we reached back to past podcast guests and it's amazing how many of them raised their hands and said, yes, please, we want to help the community. And so we've been doing daily Zoom calls with this group, especially Johnny, but all of us have been, you know, chiming in a little bit and uh, every day at two o'clock, as long as, as long as things are the way they are, we're going to be there talking to different past podcast guests. Two o'clock Vermont time. Two o'clock Eastern Standard Time, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, as a way to just deepen the community. And it's kind of cool because instead of just listening, you get to go and ask questions. Yeah, it's been really awesome to see people who might have listened to the Mark Devine interview now actually able to speak with them in real time and Brian Johnson and just so many amazing people that we've had. We've got Amelia Boone coming up. Um, and the idea that they can actually uh, engage directly with them is, is really, really cool. And by the way, we're publishing a lot of those as podcast episodes. So if you can't make it to the call, you'll be able to listen later. I love the, um, I love the whole unbreakable concept, right? I mean, we've all, all of us together, you know, these are the conversations that we've had and talking isn't just to talk. You kind of kind of, you gotta, you gotta really put it to practice when these times really come up. And so it's been inspiring to see, you know, Joe, especially in Corolla and uh, Mike, 
they really live and breathe these ethos that we that we celebrate and you can see with a smile on their face through great adversity we're all going to get through this together and as a community you know as a podcast we'd love to see what your spartan community is doing what your family is doing what you guys are up to what solutions you know what you've done for your communities please reach out to us because um we'd love to help celebrate that and uh, make it part of our conversation so remember guys you can get a hold of us through instagram through twitter uh directly on our youtube page where you're watching this um uh share it uh come back we love you guys thanks so much Aru. this episode of spartan up is brought to you by wine for runners the makers of the new official spartan brand wine visit wineforrunners.com slash spartan that's wine the number four runners.com slash spartan